Hi, and welcome. I think this is episode 11 of the Traveling in Ireland podcast. And today I have with me my best friend, Kara. Now, Kara made her first trip to Ireland this summer. She spent about 10 days there with myself and uh, my daughters and was a really, really good sport when I dragged her seriously. When you tried to kill me? Oh, I didn't try to kill her. I just took her on a really long bike ride. Trying to kill me. And maybe hiked her up a few small mountains. But anyway, (laughs) she was a really, really good sport about that. And while Kara and I could talk to you for probably hours about her first trip to Ireland and, you know, and her impressions of the country and the things that that she noticed or, you know, that, that really struck her as different, what I brought her on today to talk about was actually being um, gluten intolerant and eating in Ireland. Because it's something that I get a lot of questions about and because my family doesn't have any you know, I mean, we're not allergic to anything, knock on wood. Um, so so these questions, while I can find the answers, I don't have firsthand knowledge. But Kara is gluten in, intolerant. Is that yes. how it's said? Yes. Okay. I get really sick okay. from gluten. It's not pleasant. And so one of the things that she was really worried about was being able to eat and eat well while we were in Ireland. And uh, I would say that saying that you are pleasantly surprised by, by what you found would be an understatement, maybe. I miss Ireland because <laughs> I could actually eat there. Where here, if I go to or a coffee shop, say, like I hate going to a coffee shop here because there's nothing gluten-free unless if it's like prepackaged gross stuff that you don't want to eat anyway if you want to eat, you know, sensible. Right, right. But there, every place we, every place we walked into was like... Um, but every place we walked into, you walk up and they had a beautiful cake that was completely gluten-free that I could eat. Yeah. Whether it was a little cafe or it was a coffee shop and we were having tea, it was way better than anything in the States. Right. Well, and I know that, um, so we had, our first stop was overnight, uh, in Westmeath at, um, a B&B. Mm-hmm. And... She had, I mean, she was a, a upper star B&B, I think four star and above. They have to offer omelets and things like yeah. that. And so your first breakfast in Ireland was actually a massive omelet, if the I'm not remembering. The most delicious omelet I've ever had. And she had gluten-free bread, which you don't, you can't get that. If you go to a hotel in the United States, when I, I hate traveling here because they don't accommodate any of that. So, I mean, if you go to a really nice, nice, nice hotel, they probably would, but... I didn't expect it to be when we went to hotels or B&Bs that they'd have gluten-free bread that actually tastes like bread. It doesn't taste like cardboard like we have in the States. Excellent. And then um, our first stop for a couple of days was in Westport, mm-hmm. which is, um, it's, it's a smaller town. You, they don't see a lot of American tourists. Um, usually when you get north of kind of that central line between Galway and Dublin, um, you get more international tourists and a few less American tourists because the, the tour buses tend to stick a little more toward the south. But the first night in Galway, we had pizza, the which best. is kind of funny. Oh, but. the best gluten-free pizza I've ever had in my whole life. A thousand times better than anything I've ever been able to compare it to in the States. Again, in the States, it's cardboard. There, it tasted like pizza. Well, and, and it, you know, it's all... 
made there. It wasn't oh, it wasn't so a good. pre-made crust. And... I almost forgot about that pizza until you reminded me now. <laughs> now pizza's never going to be the same again here. And uh, and then we were staying in a self-catering cottage, so we actually did some grocery shopping. And that was fun too. Grocery shopping in Ireland is always yes. fun. But they had a massive gluten-free because we went to a to a super value, which um, is a chain of grocery stores in Ireland, um, kind of like it's a chain of grocery stores in some places in the U.S. But the super value had a really, really large variety of stuff that was gluten free. And I know you were really hesitant to buy anything because you're like, it's going to cost me a fortune, and it's going to be crap. And it didn't cost me a fortune, and it wasn't crap. I think I paid two fifty euro for a loaf of bread. Where here in the states, for a good loaf of bread, I pay seven fifty in U.S. dollars. So even there, it's way cheaper. Because even with your exchange rate, you're like maybe a dollar more, right? For the stuff that we, well, what I bought there, but and it was good bread too. It didn't taste like cardboard. I mean, it's so hard in the United States to find something that's gluten free that tastes good without paying an arm and a leg for it, right? So, and then, oh, and the cupcakes. They had cupcakes, too. They had a whole gigantic aisle, but they had fresh-baked things in the bakery, and then they had an aisle. I mean, I ate my, what, what did I get? Bread and butter cookies? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yes. Or, or was it a shortbread of some sort? Yeah. I can't even remember. Yeah, it was, and those were so good. And they didn't taste, a lot of times in the United States, gluten-free tastes grainy and like cardboard. But there, it was nothing like that. I mean, it was actually edible food. Right. And then, I mean, there were a lot of bakeries that, you know, they had the signs up that said gluten-free. Um, the restaurants in Ireland, they will have their their menus are usually posted outside. And so you'll be able to tell right away mm-hmm. if it's gluten-free. Um, and even, you know, even some pubs and things like that will have those options that yep. it's, it's really... Um, Easy to find. Yep. And as a gluten-free person, you know, when you've lived with it for a while, you know that you can always get, you know, meat and potatoes or meat and vegetables and that kind of thing. But it was nice to have other options where they even had gluten-free desserts. Like, I think... I told you that lemon polenta cake was going to be excellent. I, well, and at Dirty Nellie's, um, they had gluten-free... Um, what was it? It was meringue or something. Oh, yeah. The... the um, yeah, it's a meringue and then fruit and stuff over yeah. it. And, yeah. and that was delicious. So here you don't you don't find that, and if, if it is here, it's like severely over processed with stuff in it you don't want to eat. Right. But there, it was not like that at all. And we stayed, so we stayed a few places. We had um, a B and B. We self catered. We stayed at a hotel, um, mm-hmm. Yates Country Hotel in Sligo. We were there for I think we were there for three nights. So we had three dinners and three breakfasts. Yes. And they had gluten-free bread that you could ask for. That was also amazing. And they were really, I mean, they were actually really, really good. um, Because prior to check-in, they wanted to make sure that uh, if we had any any health uh, things or food allergies to let them know. And when I checked in, they noted to me, okay, we know you have somebody traveling with you with a gluten allergy. You know, please be sure to let us know how we can accommodate that. Um, they were really, really helpful in that way and, and made sure that we had, that you had what you needed and... And everything was good. I can't even stress that enough. I mean, anyone that lives, you know, 
gluten-free, they know that sometimes someone will say it's gluten-free, but it's disgusting when you eat it. Right. And nothing was like that there. Nothing. It's the easiest place I've ever traveled. I mean, traveling is honestly the hardest thing for me to do in the States. Right, right. So now I know that I told you before we went that Ireland has a very high gluten intolerance nationally. Yep. And I don't think you quite believed that it was going to be so so easy to eat. I didn't. And um, because I've never had to, to really look for it, you know, all I had was um, feedback from people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10 of ease of eating in Ireland, where would you say it ranked? A 10. Really? That easy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally easy. Even if you just looked at the menu and you didn't... Because, like I said, when you're gluten-free, you know what you can and can't have. Uh-huh. Um, but even looking at a menu, it was easy to pick out things that I could eat. Whether I was just going to have a salad for lunch or, you know, you would walk in and you would see, oh, this is gluten-free. They have gluten-free cake or cupcakes or that kind of thing okay. that you just don't find easily here. And how about grocery shopping then? Would you say that was that was really pretty easy for you if you're going to be, you know, self-catering? What would you say to watch out for? In the way of grocery shopping? Well, the nice thing was there weren't a lot of processed foods there. Um, You had your bakery aisle and then you had, you know, just like one or two aisles of processed things. Unlike here. Um, There, I would think that you'd, if you were doing a self-catering, just make sure you have everything to cook what you need. Because you would need the eggs and, you Mm -hmm. know, meats and that kind of thing. But that was also easy as well. And it wasn't horribly expensive. Right, not really a whole lot more than, than just buying, you know, regular. Regular. They, they really seemed really comparable in price. Oh yeah, it did. Regular food here was like the gluten-free food there. So just so really comparable, which was nice. Um, so what would you say was maybe the favorite? I mean, we talked about the pizza. We know <laughs> the, the pizza, pizza was, was good, awesome. but I mean we. I mean, it was like we ate a lot uh-huh. while we were in Ireland. I mean, we, we were eating, you know, breakfast and dinner for sure. And then we'd stop for tea or something in the afternoon mm-hmm. usually. So do you have a memorable meal? Pro- well, probably because it was my first trip. It was the first breakfast I had there okay. because it was, they ran an organic farm. Her The woman who ran the B&B. Her it was husband, a Lock Owl Lodge, yeah. which is in Westmeath. And that first breakfast was just amazing. But then all the food was amazing because it was all fresher and better than a lot of the times what we have here or have access to. See, and I think, you know, because we're in the heartland, so yeah. we, we do have a lot of fresh food here. So I see the, you know, the cultural norms of food, um, at least for regular dining, very similar between mm-hmm. Iowa and Ireland. Yeah, I do. Um, just because we do have access to a lot of fresh. But but you're right, Ireland does, I mean, they're hyper-local. You, you have There's to something remember, different about the, I mean, there well, just is something different. You do have to remember, you know, Ireland's an island, and while, you know, and it's a small island, too. So, you know, they do they do really focus on hyper-local, and things are coming, you know, from, from relatively close by. So, you know, I think you really notice that. You notice that things are fresh. You notice that things are... Um, you know, they're made from scratch and they're not covering up a lot of flavor 
with, um, with a lot of, I don't know, I, I don't like sauces and things like yeah. that. Everything's, everything's really fresh. Yeah. Um, and they're using, you know, the herbs and everything that's in season. And I think that makes a mm-hmm. huge difference. It really does. The, the food in Ireland does have that, that flavor that, that brings you back to, back to center and kind of back to where you're at. Well, and I could get anything I wanted, you know, at tea time, I could have a cake with that. I mean, anytime we stopped anywhere, there was something that I could have that I can't get here. I know there was one place we stopped. We were in, uh, oh gosh, were we heading up to Sligo, I think, and we stopped at, we stopped in Mayo, and now I'm going to blank out on the name of it. Um, oh, goodness, and I've lost it. It was the, the visitor center. Do you remember the visitor center was shaped like a pyramid? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that that day, because we were, we were hungry, we were running late. Mm-hmm. And it was Cage of Fields. Cage of Fields. Thank the visitor you. Visitor Center. Yes. And we were hungry. We were running late, but I had to stop because we were there. Yeah, that's all right. And was that was cool. That was a cool place. It was go. a really cool place. But I know that at first glance, you were like, "There is nothing here I can eat." I, and that probably would have been the only place that I would have thought that because it was more visitor center food. But then they had a they had a twice baked that's massive. It was huge. Twice baked potato. But it was potato and sausage and cheese. And onions and stuff. And it was all peppery and warm and delicious and good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you, that, I think because I was more comparing it to like a visitor center type place here that when I was first looking, I'm like, I can't eat anything, but you know, you just look a little harder in an instance like that. And Ireland always has potatoes. <laughs> the potatoes with every meal. Yeah. Always with every meal. So now that we've kind of discussed the whole food issue of Ireland, I want to get your impression of your first trip because um, I know I, I uh, we were really tired when we landed and I turned white on a corner and tried to take out a car. Oh, um, you tried to do American driving. I did. I did. Roads. I turned, I turned yeah. wrong and uh, thankfully the road was nice and wide there. Um, yeah. But we were so exhausted when we landed. But then we uh, we made one stop that first day. Yes. Trim and Castle. Trim Castle. And, and that was your first stop in Ireland, your first castle experience. I, I have to know. <laughs> you know, when we were in the car and we're driving up to you, they're like, oh, look, there it is. And I go, holy crap. I mean, it, it was really something that you don't see here and something that the history that is in Ireland is amazing. And even all the other places that we went, we went to a lot of cairns and that kind of thing. And they were all amazing. I mean, just thinking of all the people that had walked before you in those places. Right. And as you know, you know, when we vacation, we do history stuff with our kids, just Mm -hmm. like you do. So seeing a lot of that really old history that predates anything you can see in the United States is always amazing. Yeah, it, it, and I have to say, you know, we've been to a lot of castles, and even so, Trim Castle just blew me away. It was, I mean, the pictures that I have are just phenomenal. Well, Ireland gave us a great welcome. It was beautiful and <laughs> clear and warm and... And I got sunburned in Ireland. Sunburned, yeah. yeah. We sunburned the first few days. Um, but Trim Castle is the largest Norman castle in yeah. Ireland, largest castle in Ireland, period. 
and uh, and it's absolutely stunning. And they do a great guided tour through it. Yes, and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely worth seeing when you when you're there. Even though it's it's you know it's center, it's north of Dublin, middle of the country, and I have to say probably two thirds, if not more, visitors to Ireland just completely miss it, not knowing it's there. Oh yeah, and I mean. It wasn't busy at all, other than people. Yeah. I mean, lots of locals out on the grass, picnicking, um, you know, playing games, stuff mm -hmm. like that, because it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah. But we didn't run into maybe a handful of tourists. Which was nice. I mean, it's, I got a true Ireland experience. You know, we started in Dublin, worked our way across Westport, and then went up to Sligo. And I mean, I got to see... The coasts, I got to see castles. I Did you drive. run into any other Americans while we were there? I'm trying to even think. I, I don't think so. Until, until we got down to the Cliffs of Moher. Yes, and I didn't like that as much. <laughs> I mean, the Cliffs of Moher is amazingly beautiful. But after, and it's a place you definitely should go. But after you've been in all these places where it's you're the only Americans and you're not like bombarded with people. I mean... It, just, it was a completely different Ireland almost, it was wasn't a way it? Di it was a touristy experience, which is way different than the, you know, authentic traveling through the countryside experience that I'd had mm -hmm. the prior week. And it's not that I didn't like it, but it was just so different. And it, it was a harsh difference. Yes. Because huge, we went, difference. we went from, because we, we went, we landed in Dublin and immediately hit the road yep. um, and, and went out to, to Westmeath. And then we went to Westport, which is in uh, Mayo on the far, far west, and then up to Sligo. And so we did. We spent a week, you know, north of kind of that midline yeah. where, where you see a lot of tourists from there and south. And so we went from places, and this is June, so it's not low season, but we went from places that were a lot less crowded to the Cliffs of Moher. Where and it was like, boom. You have thousands of people there on these cliffs, and I was like, "This is too, uh, this is too much for me." I mean, it's absolutely, but I, I have my I don't like people thing anyway. But right. it's it was it was just a lot to take in all at once, and you couldn't get a picture without someone else standing in front of your you know lens. Where every yeah, other place, very, very quick. all of my pictures were beautiful because there <laughs> were like fifty thousand people standing in front. I mean, it's not a bad thing, and. It, those places, they're definitely worth it, but it right. was just so different. And and then I can't mention uh, us stopping at the cliffs without bringing up Murphy's ice cream. I, I don't ice cream is never the same for me either anymore. <laughs> now I, things I, got I, ruined. I, Food got ruined. Ice cream got ruined. Cake got ruined. It's like I can't get any of the really good stuff unless if I go back to Ireland. I suppose that's always a reason to go back. Well, it but is, yeah. now. So I talk up Murphy's ice cream a lot. So if you haven't ever heard me mention Murphy's ice cream, it's um, a small ice. So this, this ice cream shop opened in Dingle, which is on the far end of the Dingle Peninsula in County Kerry. And it was started by two brothers, um, the Murphys, obviously. And they locally source everything for their ice cream. They, they use, you know, the milk of the Kerry cow, which is, um, a very rare cow produces a high, um, a high fat content milk. So it's really, really rich ice cream. They, um, you know, they, they dry their own sea salt. You know, the, the honeycomb comes from the hives nearby. 
I mean, just everything is so locally sourced. So I talk this ice cream up all the time. And I know I talked it up to you it's and you were like, dude, it's ice cream. Yeah. How, how great can it be? Yeah. No, it was really good. <laughs> and they just opened um, a shop in the Cliffs of Moore the day we got there. Yeah. I knew that they were going to open and we walked in and I met Catherine Webster, who you heard in the last podcast. And if you didn't go back to podcast number 10 and listen to my chat with Catherine, but we walked in and uh, met Catherine and she said, I am so excited that you're here because the Murphy's location is going to open in 10 minutes and you can be first. Yeah. And it was the best experience ever. Yeah. It's well, it, well and it was the flavors that they have. Sea salt ice cream. I think I had what toffee and sea salt or something like that mixed together in my little dish. Yeah. So no, good. it's so good. And they have a, they have a gin that is incredible, but they can't give it to kids because it actually has, has liquor in it. Has a, it has a, a decently high alcohol content in it. And they had brown bread really ice good. cream. The brown that bread was is good. my favorite. And yes, I risked it even though it had gluten in it. It's my favorite. The caramelized brown bread. God, and what other kinds of, I don't know. It was oh, just gosh, awesome. they have everything. They have lavender. They have honeycomb. Oh, they have the lavender. Well, you would not think lavender ice cream would be good, but that was amazing yeah. ice cream, too. Yeah, and the nice thing about Murphy's is you can try all these little samples yep. before you make your final decision. So, yep. yeah. All of it was good. Everything was good in Ireland. I know, and, and I mean, you, you were surprised. Yeah. And impressed. I was. I think one of the first questions that I asked was, "What am I going to eat?" Right. Yeah. When well, we were having I'm the conversation, like, and I know I told you that that you wouldn't have any trouble, but you know, because I don't have that experience, it's hard for me to say. You know, I know that people have told me that they never had any trouble. But. Well, and even on my plane, I mean, my plane back, I had a little more trouble because they kept forgetting that I was gluten free. But on, I mean, my ride over. Because I, I went separate from you mm-hmm. on a completely different plane, but I still had good food, and they provided for me then, too. It's excellent. So the whole, the whole thing, beginning to end, I was able to eat and eat well. It's, I, didn't, I wasn't deprived of anything. Which is always what you want on a vacation. Exactly. There's no deprivation whatsoever. Exactly. I could have cookies. I could have cupcakes. I could have cake. Yeah. It was well, well worth it and easy. Fabulous. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming over and chatting with me about Ireland, which once you've been there is never difficult to talk about. No. And, uh, and especially talking to me about the gluten-free options and, you know, the fact that you're really, you're going to eat well in oh, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Even if you and are. And I don't need an excuse to come over to your house either. <laughs> well, I kind of knew that. Just have to, you know, work it in. I know. Always work it in. So, now, here's the proof. You have now heard from someone who is gluten-free that you can eat very, very well in Ireland. And so, if that's one of the worries that's keeping you from taking your trip, worry no longer. And let's go ahead and get you planned for that trip to Ireland. Just go. You will love it and you will wish that you lived there year-round because it's so easy. Even with the temperamental weather. Yeah. You will wish you lived there year-round. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Traveling in Ireland podcast. If you have any questions, go ahead and drop me an email, jody at irelandfamilyvacations.com. 
and I'll be sure to answer it. If it's a gluten question, I'll hand it on to Kara and you will get the answer directly from her um, with any, you know, any concerns or questions you have about eating in Ireland with a gluten intolerance. Thanks so much for checking in. Bye.